You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimke. Morena Kirsten, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm just fresh as a daisy. <laughs> That's good to hear. That is very good to hear. What? We're talking boogie-woogie this morning. Yes. boogie-woogie, boogie-woogie. Such an interesting story and, you know, having just such an awesome rhyming name. Yeah, totally. It's one of those, I mean, it's a phrase I'm sure everybody's heard, but I'm, I'm not sure that everybody would necessarily know what it specifically refers to. What is boogie-woogie or boogie-woogie? <laughs> it does feel very weird to say with a thick New Zealand accent, boogie-woogie. <laughs> <laughs> or British, boogie-woogie. Um, so it's actually originally a piano style and we will hear this in the songs that we're playing today and you'll hear the bass line do 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 it's got this sort of quite full um piano style and it's called eight to the bar or four on the floor because it's quite dense um to have that piano and the piano was a lot more popular than it is now we've got synthesizers and it kind of faded off in rock but really rock used to have a lot of piano as well i guess you know they're hard to have around and we have keyboards now so this is the the african-american community playing boogie woogie piano and it's got such a weird story because it then it became an orchestra music it became a pop music and you get this sort of vocal boogie woogie bugle boy vocal pop Mm -hmm. music so the original, though, and the thing to look out for is the piano and this piano bass line. All right, I'm going to hit this first track. I'm hearing that bass line, Kirsten, already. Okay. And then, at the same time... They're doing heaps on the top. Yeah, totally. Now this recording, it sounds old. How old are we talking? Well, this could be, you know, because we're never sure. This is 1938. And so this is Pete Johnson, an amazing boogie-woogie piano player that's, you know, considered one of the important precursors to rock and roll. Um, But you can hear, those of you who do know, that it's a blues song as far as the chord progression right. and his lyrics, right? You know, that third line where it resolves back. So it was a blues, right? But see, now it's got this more orchestra thing happening on top of it, but it's still got the blues um, bass as far as the chords. And so it was such a weird music because it was... Too sophisticated, you know, way too sophisticated for rock and roll. Rock and roll right. took the sex out of the lyrics, took some of this complexity <laughs> out of the music. I mean, that bass line's so compelling, isn't it? Yeah. So the vocalist on this, for anyone who's wondering, is Big Joe Turner, is that right? Yes, and he had some big hits in the 50s, like Shake, Rattle and Roll, but he loved to play with Pete Johnson and they continued to play together. A lot. This song is called Rollin' Pete. <laughs> I wonder what they're rolling. <laughs> rolling the piano keys? I don't know. <laughs> so you can hear the jazz thing with the orchestras as well and people yeah, totally. taking turns. So it's it's just such a... It's it's ingrained in like the whole music history, actually, Boogie Woogie. 
and different than blues, Boogie Woogie was a dance music. And there is a dance called Boogie Woogie, you know, that you'll see in those sort of dance competitions. How how would you describe Boogie Woogie dancing? Well, it's not really related to the music. True, okay. <laughs> but it is, it, it is faster and it is more from this era. And, oh my gosh, such an interesting story. They can follow the Boogie Woogie styles through the train lines. And, and the trains and which train went to where and watch the style evolve from the south up to the north. That's so interesting. It's also, I don't know if this is anything actually to do with it, but Boogie Woogie in my mind has the kind of mechanical chug of a train to it. As I well. agree. Yeah. It's like you can hear the train. So then, yeah, then when, the, you know, the academic went and turns. Okay, there's that bass line. And you can hear the train. Is the train horn. <laughs> I, th- I feel like you were going to say more about the trains, Kirsten. What, what were you saying? An academic followed it up from well, the... Well, yeah, following the, how the style evolved across the train lines and through the different cities. Um, and so this is uh, Count Basie, who is a big band leader, also played the piano himself. This is the 1 o'clock movie, 1947. But he played with so many singers, Billie Holiday, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett. But so now this is a singer music, right? So it's different than this just kind of rollicking piano in just sort of, you know, smaller venues along the train line. It's interesting how there's almost a 10-year difference between the song we were just listening to and this one, but you can hear that same, you know, essential bass line sound, maybe a fuller sort of orchestra around this, perhaps? Yeah, that's right. So in World War II, big bands were the rage, and so... You know, these artists evolved, they still kept their boogie-woogie sort of sound and backing and backbone, I guess, but now it looked like orchestra in the front. Got ya. It's pretty hard not to, like, tap, tap your toes along to this type of music, <laughs> hey? It's very driving, the, the bass line and the beat. Is everyone boogie-woogieing? <laughs> So yeah, it actually tells all the story of, um, you know, the African-American community, genre changes, World War II, technology with radio, and so going through Texas to St. Louis to Chicago, along the train line, and then New York, uh, Kansas City, and apparently if you're a connoisseur, you can like, you know, recognize the differences in the vibes and stuff. That's so interesting. What's its intersection with radio? How, How does it kind of come into that story of technology? Well, yeah, it gets sort of, you know, the pop songs, the ones with obviously more vocals, not as fancy as this, right? That's better for the radio with a hook and with a chorus. Got ya. But they also can follow it along on sheet musics. When sheet musics had the name Boogie in the title, um, Boogie Blues, Boogie Train, Boogie Come Home to Me, Down Home Boogie. (laughs) And so they sort of follow, because it's it's this oral history that moved across. but yeah, following the sheet music has also given people a clue as to who talked to who and That's who changed so cool. the genre. So 
we're gonna we're gonna jump into a bit of Howlin' Wolf now. I'm interested to hear this one. What era are we talking about here, Kirsten? So this is 52, so we're getting more to the sort of pop music area. So you hear that bass line? See, Howlin' Wolf is the guitar player here. Mm -hmm. Good evening, everybody. The wolf is coming in town. Howlin' never see the wolf. Johnson till it smoke. Look out, piano man. Whoop that iron. It's my friend. I think what I really enjoy about the piano in this is you can really imagine what the hands are doing. Do you know what I'm saying there? Like, it's very percussive and it's very, like, um, jumpy and joyful it feels like dancing a little bit you're right actually you can hear it's just all over the keys and you can hear like each piano has a slightly individual tuning yeah. you know that's sort of out of control of the muses at the time of their gig and so it sounds so wrong because it's a it's a piano it's not the synthesizer that you can tune up yeah totally and uh, yeah Hollow Wolf's talking on this is fantastic so good eh? so, so he's talking about traveling to Chicago and he uh, apparently he was six foot three and three hundred pounds, and um, just iconic to watch. Wow. Believe what I say. And then um, in the '60s, when um, a lot of the British rock bands became interested in rock and developed their own kind of rock, they sort of brought this guy back and discovered him. You know, like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. I was going to ask you if there's like an intersection with. Northern Soul, because obviously this is kind of a very different sound in a different space, but it's got that, I mean, there's that familiar thing of, like, the British popping over and just stealing the bits that they liked and repackaging it for, uh, like, a white British audience. It sounds like there's, like, sort of maybe some through lines that they've nicked from Boogie Woogie as well there, too. Oh, absolutely, but they did try to, when they got famous enough, acknowledge it and yeah, bring totally. them on board, yeah. have them do gigs with them, tell tell their fans to buy their old albums. Um, you know, they weren't trying to hide it in that sort of way. Just listen, people. Have that music. Did the pace just pick up? I think it did, eh? <laughs> this is great. I feel like this has definitely woken me up. I'm, I'm feeling very ready to take on the rest of the day yeah, it's now. It's very live, isn't it? It, it? it just doesn't have that sort of perfection. Absolutely. So this is Boogie Woogie. Thank you for bringing us Boogie Woogie this morning, Kirsten. Where are we going to go in the world of music next week? Um, the mandolin. The mandolin. I miss it. Where is it? Where's it gone? <laughs> Where's it gone? Bring back the mandolin. Thank you very much, Kirsten. Have a okay. lovely weekend. All we'll right. see you soon. Okay. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimpke. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.